0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Elemental Awakening. I'm your host, Gio, and I have a very special guest today. Her name is Natalie Joe. She is an amazing human being. I'm so grateful that I got to meet her. She's a best-selling author, speaker, mom. She kills fat for a living, and she is um, 48 going on 29, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like inspirational that. role model for many, many women. And um, We're going to hear all about her story today, and a lot of amazing things are going to inspire you. Um, and educate you. And I just can't wait to have this conversation. So thank you so much yeah. for being here
1: today. I'm going to chat with you again. We did this once in Costa Rica. It, we should have known that the wind was going to kill the inner. So I'm happy to have the conversation again. Love yeah. catching up with you.
0: Yeah. So so we did meet in Costa Rica um, at a Plant medicine retreat. We're going to dive into that uh, today. Um, and we had a great chat, about 20 minutes or so, that sort of the audio got totally ruined on. So here we are. Are. So let's just start off by telling people a bit about who you are, how you yeah. got into the role you are um, uh, playing today in your life, uh, and type of yeah. lifestyle you live.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So, well, I always want to first say that I am just like everybody else. I'm just like you listening. So, I, I was nothing special. Uh, well, we're all special, but I'm I'm really just like everybody else. And I found myself in my mid 30s. I was a new single mom. I was going through a divorce. I had just had my daughter, and I found myself for the first time in my life really in a deep depression. And what was happening then, this was back in 2008, and I don't know if you remember what was happening in our world, geo back in 2008, 2009, but uh, especially here in the US, my gosh, the economy had collapsed, the housing market had collapsed, My world as I knew it was completely changing. Um, And I say that because I had always done the good girl thing you know, went to college, got married, had the house with the picket fence and the two dogs, having the child, you know, corporate America job. I did all the things on the checklist. And all of a sudden, my whole world was changing. Um, I had gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant. Um, 60 pounds, which might not sound like a lot, but when you're five foot two, as myself, and you ate McDonald's French fries and chocolate fudge sundays the whole pregnancy, it was definitely a lot of weight gain for me. Um, my marriage was failing; I knew we were getting a divorce. Um, I couldn't afford my house any longer. I had to take a voluntary job demotion because my job required travel full time, and I couldn't do that as a single mom. And I was massively in debt. And it was the first time in my life I had ever been in debt. And what made it all worse is I didn't know the word authentic then. I, if you had said, are you authentic? I would have said, sure. But no one in my life knew what was going on with me because I didn't want to tell them I was too embarrassed. I was mm-hmm. literally living this fake life where I felt like I had no one to talk to or to share. So the only reason I swear that I got up every single day was because I had a daughter. That was it. Otherwise, I had my life felt like it was over. I was... I know now that was probably a clinical depression. I just didn't know that then. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was bad. And I, and I spent about four months in this really bad rock bottom place, literally dragging myself out of bed. And in, there was a moment when I was walking my two dogs and pushing the stroller, and I caught my, a glimpse of myself on one of those windows that have like a mirror reflection on it. And I remember looking at myself, and I, for the first time, like didn't recognize myself. I thought, okay, there's stuff hanging on me. <laughs> I look, you know, the sunken in eyes, depressed, sad. And I thought, is this what happens when you're 36? I was 36 at the time. Is this what happens? Like you just have a kid and your life is over. And I remember having a moment of this voice in the back of my head that said, this is, there's more for you. It's not, it's not just this, there's more for you. And I remember walking home And I kept replaying, there's more for me. There's more for me. What what is more for me? I put my daughter down for a nap and I created uh, a vision board. I call them decision boards now, but um, this is back. Do you remember the secret when the movie, the secret was out? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I had just watched that and saw something on Oprah about it and a vision board stood out to me. So I, I made a vision board and on that vision board, it was very transformative for me because as I was pulling out pictures from magazines, I, I started noticing that I had these moments of hope and happiness. And it was my first experience with creating a vision for something else. And I remember I put like happy couples on there and fit girls and ocean. I just put things that made me happy. And I noticed that feeling for that first moment. And I said to myself, wow, if I can look at this vision board every single day and evoke this feeling, then something's got to shift. And that's what started my life completely changing.
0: That's the equation right there. Like, like, like that there, like how you intuitively figured that out. Like obviously something higher was putting you onto your life path. Cause like now you play such an important role, inspiring so many women, but like that secret there is like making a decision to make a change, but then visualizing and feeling that emotion is like, and doing it daily. You mm-hmm. mix those three things together, do it consistently, you're yeah. right. Like, it, But it's amazing how you just like... Yeah. Intuitively figure it out. Like, like that's well, amazing. Well, and I
1: didn't know what I know now. So now I have like a whole process behind that. But I, I didn't even know what I was doing then. But I knew, th- I recognized that feeling of hope. And I remember I would look at that board every day. And I had, I remember this thicker And I still have that old board, by the way. And I'm looking at a new board as I'm talking to you. I keep veering the side because I always have my other vision, my new vision board in front of me I would me right love now. to
0: see your vision board. <laughs> your new vision board.
1: <laughs> so, so when I, I would look at it, and I remember looking at the fit girl I put on there. And this was before I did anything with fitness or nutrition or any of that. And I remember thinking, if I was her, what decisions would I make today? What would I eat? What would I listen to? How would I move my body? What would I read? Who would I talk to? What questions would I ask? And I would just stare at that board and go, because I was not that person right then. I was Mm -hmm. overweight, sad, depressed, all the broken feeling, but I knew the girl on the board was not. So instead of being Natalie at that time, I would look at the board and go, "What would she do?" And I started making decision after decision, one decision after at a time, based on what the girl on the board would do. And at the time, I had my Facebook now. My gosh, my Facebook has almost two million people on my my business page. But at the time, I had a hundred friends, you know, from high school on my Facebook page. And I remember going on that page and saying, "Okay, guys, <laughs> um, I'm a mess." and I'm gonna start changing things and I'm gonna post here for accountability to myself. And that literally, geo launched my whole business. And I, oh. I didn't have a business plan at the time, but just because for the first time in my life, I was truly authentic and vulnerable and shared, drew people in and people started following what I was doing. Mm. And because I was so open and sharing what I was eating, how I was moving my body, what I was reading, what I was thinking, people were following. And my business was literally born from that. From my rock bottom place
0: how often were you sharing it was like once a day you do a post like every a-
1: day i would post my i was like that original what i eat post no one does that anywhere i'd be like what <laughs> i'm eating here's my fish <laughs> and broccoli <laughs> what i'm doing you know and i didn't i didn't have any agenda other than my own accountability at the time
0: yeah so so tell me a bit about that process there so as you start uh, embarking on this sort of account self-accountability program um, when did it become like, oh, wow, like I'm, I'm, yeah. change, I'm changing, but I'm also yeah. inspiring and maybe there's a business here. Like how, how did that sort of- Totally. Yeah.
1: So I started sharing like everything I was doing um, and it was working. My body was changing. So I remember going, uh, working out and looking at my body and going, ah, oh, I see like some apps coming. I'm going to become a fitness model. I just like kept like the vision thing was working for me. So I'm like, I'm going to just put another random goal out there. So (laughs) I remember I was like, I'm going to be a fitness model. Now keep in mind, I'm in my like late thirties now at this time. And I'm like, I'm going to be a fitness model. And, um, anyone I told that to like laughed at me (laughs) They're like, uh, okay. You're like, that's like something for 25 year olds, not 39, you know? So, but I, I did it. I remember I got on my first, uh, magazine cover in my late 30s, and I was sharing all this on social media. So what happened was, people were asking me, "How are you uh, eating? What are you doing?" So I sat down one weekend and I wrote what's now a best-selling book in stores called Seven Day Jumpstart. But I, I wrote out in one weekend on a PDF that was 12 pages long, my whole process, starting with the vision board. This is what I decided, I made a vision board, I evoked those feelings, I. The thing I just said to you, this, I started studying food. I became a licensed master sports nutritionist because I wanted to get over the confusion overload about food. I became a, phys, a, a personal trainer for myself. I did all this for myself to learn. And I wrote everything in this 12-page this PDF. I didn't even spell check it. I had horrible graphics on there. And I basically put it on um, my Facebook and said, who wants to do this? And I charged $35 and people would send me a little PayPal. I would email them the file. And I had like 12 customers initially. And from those 12 customers, they all had amazing results their first week. Like all of them lost the bloat, had their energy. Like they were So when they would message me and say, Natalie, this is amazing. I just lost five pounds. I lost seven pounds, whatever it is. I would say, this is incredible. Can I screenshot and share this? Because it's inspirational for others. And they'd say yes. So then I made it about them. I'd be like, oh my gosh, y'all, look, Sarah just sent me this. She lost seven pounds. She's energized. She's getting her confidence back. Go, Sarah, who is next? And that kept taking off. I wow. could not believe. It. That product sold, launched a whole business for me. And that product is now that if you were to get the PDF download now, it's like 100 pages, I believe. Um, it's totally been redone. Um, it's also now a best-selling book in stores. Um, wow. it's, it took off and it took off because it was based on real problem that I figured out a solution to. And I didn't know about competition. I didn't care about competition. I didn't care what other PDFs or programs or anything were out there. I didn't even know what an ebook was when I made it, <laughs> but it, it worked and it was very real and authentic and it literally launched my whole business.
0: Wow. That's, that's incredible. I love that. Um, so a question, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but what do you think is like the biggest hurdle for women? Like, like using your own, is it, was it emotional? Like, like you put on the weight emotionally? Is it it like not being feeling alone, not being part of a community? Cause it seems like you were sort of feeling a few needs, you know, encouraging people. Like, like, yeah, tell me, tell me your thoughts on that. There's two
1: answers to that. Well, actually there's three answers. There's three answers to that. Number one is confidence. If you don't, you have to have a win. You have to have a win. And if you've had multiple failures over time, that feels stressful because you're like, I don't, you don't want to try again. It's like, you need a win, okay? The next thing is what I call false assumed truths. And women walk around, especially with these all the time. And this applies to not just your body and your health. It applies to relationships, finances, what's going on in the world right now. It applies to everything. False assumed truth is basically anything that you are believing that has no legs to it. It's actually not real. So for example, um, I had a baby, therefore I will never have abs. That's a false assumed truth. And you can find all kinds of evidence to support that. There's many people that think because you had a baby, you can never have abs, but that belief holds you captive because you Mm. never will if you believe that. So false assume truths. And then the third thing is your decision. You have to decide that something's happening for you. When I decided to be a fitness model in my late 30s and people laughed at me, Gio, I've been on 13 magazine covers in my 40s. I love it. In my 40s, the last one, you can see it on the wall behind me, That's strong Mm. was last year at age 48. So I'm just saying, I could have easily been that false assumed truth and believed it. I just decided that that wasn't going to be me. It wasn't about, believe me, fitness models are paid squat. It's not like I did that to, it was for my own goal. And I Mm -hmm. do believe anyone has the power to change, but they have to have those three things. Confidence has to be addressed. They have to decide and they have to get over those false assumed truths.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, okay. So what happened next? So you, you launched this ebook, which turns into this amazing sort of program and you launched start your new entrepreneurial career, which you didn't have much experience in. You said you came from the corporate world. Yeah. how did life change after that
1: yeah life changed a lot uh, and my husband helped me dramatically because i my husband brooks is my second husband um and my my first one was my starter marriage <laughs> this is my actual marriage but my my husband brooks and i started dating right when i had started launching things and he helped me automate um i didn't know i was like literally paypal email the folder <laughs> so he was the one that helped me figure out like how do you make this automated my website i built it myself first on wix.com it had music and different colors on every page and you know my husband was like what is going on here like so he he was instrumental in helping me do that um, but from there, I really was in the trenches with clients. Like I was, I would live on social media answering questions. I just wanted to help people. So what happened was people would have results with seven day Jump Start, and now they wanted to know how to work out. So I would, every time someone was asking me, I would then create the next thing for them. So I created, I learned how to, uh, I went and produced DVDs and I made workout DVDs for, and I did them for home workouts with body weight because I wanted to help moms at the time. So I just kept listening, what, are they, what do they need? What's my solution to it? And then I created that for them. That worked great until it didn't. And when it stopped working great was when my ego jumped in. <laughs> See, I know you're familiar with ego. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. oh yeah. When, when my ego jumped in, when I started getting, I started making money, I started having a lot of success and now I needed more and wanted to do more and I wanted to be bigger. And that to me meant hire more people have more marketing people, have somebody write my sales copy. The bigger I got and the more I spread out and the less in touch with the actual customer I was, my business became a nightmare. That's so, what happened. Okay.
0: Okay. So that's, yeah. that's really interesting. So, um, so before you sort of launched this business, you said you're, were, you're were depressed. You had this like mm-hmm. Postpartum type depression after you had a kid, or maybe it wasn't postpartum, but you said clinical depression. Was. Yeah. And then, sort of through serving others and your own transformation, you sort of came totally out of it. Yep,
1: I was yeah. helping that- others. It felt amazing. And then, when I thought I sense got of for the more, yes, so a I sense felt of purpose more, yeah, I felt all of it. I felt all of it, but then I started the competition starts kicking in. Oh, well, so and so is doing this, or so I could do more. And then I would get I would start, the things that I loved and enjoyed started to annoy me. I would say, I don't want to answer messages all day long. I don't want to be on customer. So I kept thinking, oh, I need to delegate. I need to hire. I need to this. And what happened with that is I turn, and next thing you know, there's like 40 people working for me in different, whether it's a contractor, an employer, whatever, like all over the place. It wasn't even my voice anymore. And mm-hmm. it's not that we weren't selling. People always liked my programs, but I was now not in touch with the actual end user and that changed things. So what happened was not that my business wasn't making money or helping people. It became not profitable and I became bummed out and it wasn't fun anymore. Okay. Because, so another
0: life challenge came your yeah, way, another opportunity for one. growth. So, so what happened? How did you shift from there? So like, what's- I
1: wasn't at first, I just kept throwing money at it. Like, okay, well, I just don't have the right marketing person. I don't have the right Facebook ads person. I don't have the right copywriter. And it was like, no one could do enough for me. And um, I started hating what I did. I really did. I started hating it nothing was enough. And I started fighting with my husband a lot. Like nothing he could do was enough. And it honestly took, this is about three years ago right now. Um, it took my husband saying he doesn't know if he wants to be married to me anymore to wake me up because I was not hearing anything until that. And when he said that, that's when I had, and by the way, life has a way of sending signs to us. You know, we can choose to listen or not. I had lots of signs. I had ruptured a disc in my back. Okay. I didn't, didn't slow me down. I had financially burned out so much money and people gone through people just I didn't listen, didn't want to hear. In fact, the final straw with my husband was I hired uh, consultants that were so crazy overpriced. And these are people that are, they're good people. They're great at what they do. They were friends of ours, but it was so ridiculous what I was paying, thinking I was going to fix a problem that my husband was like, if you're doing that, like I'm out of the business. And I can't say what we're doing with each other. Like, I don't even know. Mm. And I did it anyway. Like I kept making mistake after mistake after mistake, but it took all, I call it like a trifecta, the financial issue, my back and, and my husband all set to hit me and I thought, okay, something's gotta give. And what it was is I had to get out of blaming everybody else, which is what I was doing. I was blaming my husband, I was blaming finances, I was blaming the client, I was blaming everyone. And I had to go deep in myself. And Amazing. I had to fix myself.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pry too deep, but like, so, yeah. no so what, ask hap- so what so happened want- next? So, so, what's that yeah. process like? Yeah. So, just, it
1: started with self
0: awareness is huge. Like, that's what I yeah. tell everyone. It's like, it all starts with self awareness. So, like, you know, totally. like tapping into your emotion, what's triggering you. And then once you start realizing that, like, everyone is like fucking everyone
1: was triggering me like everyone and
0: then it's like wait a minute wait a minute it can't be that everyone is against me like but i thought it was
1: true i thought that
0: i've been there a hundred times before i I know exact exactly what you're talking about so yeah. So my
1: so my husband jumped in. He wanted. He was a personal development junkie. I would call it. And um, I had like because I had done landmark, you know, fifteen years ago. I thought I knew everything. I'm like, well, I did personal development. You know, it's like the only thing I had done. And I had you know done, watched the secret. And I thought I knew personal development. No, I did not know personal development. And I thought it was dumb. I really did. And so my husband would like always try to get us into more personal development. And I was like, no, 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 no. So. I met a friend who told me about, uh, it was the very first program I did, like real personal development program, it's called Ascension Leadership Academy. Uh, my friend Jenna, who I've become very good friends with, owns that now here in San Diego. And a different friend of mine, my friend Shanda, had said, you have to do this thing called um, Ascension Leadership Academy. And I didn't wanna be rude to her, so I like, acted like I was listening, but I had no interest. <laughs> I was like, this is so dumb. So then my husband and I went to dinner with a group of people and we're all sitting there and all of a sudden, you know, Brooks and I are sitting together. He's like talking to one side of the table, I'm talking to the other. All of a sudden I hear them all clapping. They're like, Brooks is doing ALA, he's enrolled. And I I remember being so annoyed. Like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? Like, okay, great. Do another personal development thing. You know, I was super annoyed and I had to like fake it at dinner. He goes and does this thing and I was the meanest wife ever while he was doing it. Like, he went before me. I was so, like, I, I cringe at how I was to him and how he just kept showing up for me. Like, I love so much about him knowing <laughs> that he did that because I was not nice. I gave him such a hard time going to this thing. I wasn't supportive. Any phone call he had related to it, the whole thing just annoyed me. But I watched him starting to change, um, and I, it intrigued me. So he gave me an ultimatum. He said I needed to do it or we weren't staying married. And I was super resentful, but I did it. And I thought I would literally go there and, um, you know, just muster my way through. And I went the first weekend I did it. There was like a five-weekend process. First weekend, hated every minute of it. (laughs) um, Second weekend, uh, there was a facilitator. He's been on my podcast. His name is Chris Lee. He changed my life uh, because he something, uh, he got me. And he knew how to speak to me. And I think I was his personal project. And I I don't even remember exactly what he said or what he did, but it literally changed my life because he, I, all of a sudden I was looking at things through a different set of lenses. So that was the start. I came home from that second weekend. I felt like I was a changed person. I thought I was seeing things totally differently. I was embarrassed for the things I had said to my husband. I was embarrassed at how i had showed up. I sat down and poured my heart out to my husband and said, okay, I realize all these things, I'm ready to change. And he said, I don't think I wanna stay married to you anymore. Oh Oh my gosh, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So that was second midlife crisis. (laughs) But what was different this time is old me before any of that work would have said, get the F out and done. Wouldn't have even heard another word, pack your stuff up, go. But this time I said, I understand. I love you. And I'm here for you. What you need, whatever you need to do, I'm still here. And I could not believe I, that was coming out of my mouth. Wow. And he left for a month. He drove across the country. Uh, he, I didn't see him for a month. And I, stay, I stayed in my place, not trying to be right, just loving him <laughs> It was the hardest thing I had ever done, but it was really good for both of us. And that wow. was the beginning, the beginning of things turning around for us. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's such an amazing story. Yeah. Um, if you can, um, I just love when people have those like aha moments mm-hmm. and because um, I try to tell people like, everyone can change any, everyone has the opportunity to change in just one moment. Cause you yes. said like re, your reality filter or like your perception of reality just changed. You saw something differently. Um, yeah.
1: is,
0: is there like any way you can sort of elaborate on that a bit more and like how, like, yeah, like the whole world changes where one day it's just like,
1: yeah, I just saw, I saw my ego. I didn't know that that's what it was called at the time. I didn't understand that. You know, we, we form our ego to keep us safe. So an ego is not a bad thing. It's the thing that keeps us safe. Like mm-hmm. the reason I became the person I was, and I've done so much work now, so I, I, I'm, I'm clear on what happened. It, it goes back to deep childhood wounds, like mm. thing, how I was raised, things that happened. All that stuff piles up and your ego's there to keep you safe. You know, so me saying I'm not into personal development, I had all the reasons, but it was really just to keep me safe. Yeah. So- I get that now. So when I recognize that popping up now, it's like, okay, am I, is this my ego or is this like really who I am? And doing that first weekend, and that was just the beginning of things, Ascension Leadership Academy was literally just the beginning of things. Doing all of that work was just an opening. It was just the start to things of looking at things different, seeing how I was showing up to others. And they did some incredible activities there. I don't want to, in case someone ever does it, I don't want to ruin it for them. But these activities, um, they do everything. It's not them talking to you. It's like activities and games you play. And because of those things, you see how you show up to others. And I had this new self-awareness about myself that I had never experienced before.
0: Wow. And and so moving on from then, so then the relationship sort of came back together. Yeah. And then and So then it started, it business started came to. back. Yeah
1: started to, but it was more and more work. I didn't stop there. I didn't stop at just that. I, not only did I do that program, I did it four times. <laughs> so oh, wow. I did okay. it. I, you know, cause some of the, one of the opportunities when you do a program like that is you can give back by being of service and like staffing it. So I did that. I wanted to stay in it. So I did it. I went through the whole thing four times. Um, helping and being of service, but I stayed in that. I, started hiring coaches i started um just getting my hands on anything i could and i started changing my friends like i i all of a sudden i wanted a different type of friend i wanted a friend that would call me forth on these things i wanted a friend that i could have a real conversation with i didn't want to just have surface level friends anymore and i realized that a lot of my friends pre were surface level who do you know what do you do what do you have i don't care about that anymore I wanted actual real people that want to make a difference in the world and that I felt like connection to. So I had a changeover in friends. And it's funny because I think back, I had a best friend. She was literally my best friend. And around the time I started doing this, she had disconnected from me and I never understood why. I was really upset about it. Like, why is she not returning my calls or my, like, what, why does she not want to be my friend anymore? I didn't understand, but it all happens for a reason because that's not someone I could have been friends with after the work that I've done. We're just totally different people now. So I just look at things differently now and the people in my life are, it's a different type of relationship I have with people now.
0: Mm, yeah. I can resonate with that. I, I've been through very similar process and, and not unlike you in the beginning, I was trying to blame them. Like, why yeah. aren't they inviting me over to their house? Why aren't, isn't right. this you know, like they're not good friends. And then I realize it's just like I've changed so much. We have nothing in common. When when we're together, I probably I I, I realize I'm probably sound like I'm giving them lectures and trying to yeah. trying to trying to motivate them to change. But from them not wanting to hear it, they're like, "Hey, I just want to drink and get drunk and party <laughs> and and like I don't want to hear about you talking about like, hey, you should come to Costa Rica with me or you should try this or, um, and and I realized, you know, like a lot of people say things like they want to be around more like-minded people. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem is when you're around everyone that thinks exactly the same and you change, then you're not around them. I was like, I want to be around open-minded people, people who are are on their own search, people who are going to question me, people are going to challenge me. People are going to call me out when I do something that is not right. Because Lately, it's it's just been like, oh my god, the universe, like whatever you want to call it, and me have this like hilarious relationship <laughs> where I'm like I'll call someone out on something, and then the next day, someone will call me out on almost the exact same thing, but just a different way, and I just think, yeah. it's so beautiful, but it's so funny, and it's like, okay, thank you and thank you on both sides of it. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so so I love that. I, I agree with what you're saying, and 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 it just changes. And the other thing I'll just say to that quick, and I'll let you continue is. Um, in order to create space for these new relationships, you got to make space, you know, and sometimes if you have all of these friends, you can't maintain 5,000 friends or 100 Mm -hmm. friends or whatever, especially depending on how intimate or close relationship is. So, you know, sometimes that's what it looks like. That's what my talk today was about. Like, totally, you know, like making space for change, you know, like the future of humanity, to get to where we needed to go, something has to sort of fall apart and break now. Maybe that's what we're witnessing. And I
1: see that. And right I see now, all that now. Happening.
0: And it, it might have to go like really far in one direction. And people are like, everyone's going to say, okay, wait, like this is not working. This is not getting better. Yeah. Let's really fix things rather than like pointing the finger. Because right now it seems like, you know, whether, you know, this is during coronavirus right now, this thing's being recorded. Every single thing that's coming up, whether it's political or not political or health, everyone's trying to point a finger at someone else.
1: It's so true.
0: Here's the problem. That's the problem. This country's a problem. This person's a problem where it's not like, hey, how can we work together and create solutions? Yeah,
1: it's a victim mentality state right now versus like, see, that's the thing. Through personal development, and then we haven't even talked about plant medicine yet. That's another level. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. but but, but between personal development, that deep work, meditation, plant medicine, breath work, all those things, like- you start realizing how dangerous victim mentality is because you can't change anything with that. You have to take personal responsibility. And it's with that personal responsibility that everything opens up and changes, I believe.
0: Yeah, so maybe um, Natalie Joe for president, twenty twenty four, something no.
1: like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but I but think no. uh,
0: I think, uh, joking aside, like presidential candidates should have like four years of personal development work before they can apply and for ayahuasca. any office. <laughs> and ayahuasca. Okay, yeah. so let's let's jump into there. So so we yeah. met. Um, was it February already? I've I've lost. I don't full, even know when were we there. Time. I think it was February. Um, so yeah, what led you to ayahuasca? So okay, yeah. so after after this whole thing, you've done all this personal development work. You're, you're back on track. Totally. You're, you've ch- made some changes in your business. Your relationship is seemed amazing yep. when you guys got to Costa Rica. Um, so
1: so we kept hearing about Brooks and I kept hearing about ayahuasca and this and now keep in mind I grew up in the '80s with the like this is your brain this is your brain on drugs like I did not I, the only thing I'd ever done is like I mean in high school I tried did marijuana and all the but I never like thinking of psychedelics or something that was so bad girls do that. Like that's not even a thought. Um, But we kept hearing about ayahuasca and I I was just intrigued about it. So was my husband. We're just intrigued by it. Like, what is this? What, what is that about? Um, And I know now that when you're, when it's time for you to experience it, you will start hearing about it from more people. Cause that's usually it speaks to you first. It's not Mm -hmm. like you're out searching. It speaks to you. And I kept hearing uh, people that I have close relationships with bringing it up. And after like the fifth conversation, I'm like, I must be meant to explore this. So my husband was in Florida Um, And I was here and he had an opportunity to go do it. And I remember being upset because I'm like, well, I want to do it with you, but I didn't want him to not have his experience. So he went and did it and he said it was just incredible. And he filled me in on what had happened. So we were actively then looking to try something like this. Now, when I say I was actively looking, I was actively looking, but I also had like one foot in and like 10 feet pulling me like, don't do this. And in fact, the very first time we did it, I was completely resisting, like, I don't want to do this. This is for a bunch of hippies. This is stupid. You know, I, I'm having a whole big fight with my husband the day we were going to do it. Um, but the first day I did it was not at a retreat. Um, it was with a shaman uh, in the U.S. And it was a miserable experience for me. And I know now why it was a miserable experience for me. Um, I was fighting it the whole time because with plant medicine, you have to surrender and be open to it. And I was not, I was very resistant. Like, is this a bad thing? I shouldn't be doing this the whole time. So the very first experience for me was, was pretty darn miserable. (laughs) So so what made me go back? That's a whole nother, (laughs) because that first experience was not fun for me. I thought I would never do it again at all. Um, but the reason I went back is we had an opportunity to work with another shaman and, um, also went in sort of kicking and screaming and it was probably the most beautiful weekend of my life when I gave in and I left there getting the tattoo surrender on my arm because that was the first time I ever really faced the idea of what true surrendering means and saw my whole life why things had not worked or worked like in that weekend it was so powerful for me. And that, yeah. that, that turned me on to plant medicine forever.
0: Yeah. Many people say it's like they spend like 20 or 30 years going to therapy and like in one yes. night or one weekend, it just like shows them everything. Like that whole perception yes. happens in an instant. Like, yes. And they see a whole different view of the world. It's like, you know, the, the, the windshield wipers are muddy and then all of a sudden yeah. it's just like crystal clear. It's like, oh, okay. I see now.
1: And it's not like what, because I had, I had, you know, I've drank, I'm not an alcohol fan, but I drank alcohol before and I had definitely done marijuana before, especially like in high school. But that's not what this, what This, if anyone's like listening to us and they've never experienced plant medicine, you know, I don't feel like I'm on drugs when I do it. It doesn't feel like that. I feel like I'm myself. Like I know if I have to get up to go to the bathroom, I know if I have an itch, like I, I, I'm I, actually present, but there's like, you start separating that voice in your head with, who you are on in this body that does that make sense even i just said that or does that sound funny like i start it makes sense to me because i've
0: done ayahuasca many times before yeah Yeah. but it make
1: it so for somebody who, who hasn't um everybody has that voice in their head that voice all day long that's telling you don't do this do this don't it's almost like it separates your the voice in your head and you and you can see things different you can see yourself like a movie you see things differently. So for me, it was a huge awakening time for me. And I, Brooks, and I both feel that plant medicine has taken our life, our relationship to a whole nother level. And it's not like a let's go do drugs and have fun. That's not what I look at it at all. It's truly medicine. It's yeah, medicine. It's, it it's can a- be
0: challenging. It's not like it's not always like like you said your first experience. But again, that's probably what you needed your first experience, like yes. to shake things up and move things around. And
1: yes. And um, I would never push it on anyone, but it, I will say hands down we would both say it's one of the best things we've ever done
0: yeah like in terrence mckenna said it was it was comparable to like never having sex in your life if you never experienced uh, <laughs> ayahuasca yeah. because it's so profound of an experience like so profound and, and so amazing how like a plant can interact with the human and create an experience like that It blows my mind really
1: it's um, really amazing like it's like and i and i believe now um that were, it's, it's our secret. It's the secret. It's like literally the secret to figuring things out is to have it. And it's, I had always heard so many entrepreneurs doing it. Um, I've heard incredible stories of people healing diseases with it. I, I get it now. It makes sense to me.
0: Well, that was, that was what happened to me when I, when I created a documentary about it, because I went down there curious, not really knowing had a lot of like expectations of what it would mm-hmm. be like and the type of people that would be there thinking again, it's gonna be like hippies and, you know, but when I went, there was like, Professionals and like different people that have probably the same traumas that the hippies have, like childhood stuff and growing up, and you know things happening to them. You know they just life went in different directions, um, but finding healing the same way, improving their life, changing their direction, doing better at business. You know, like improving the way they they live and operate in this world. And like for me, that was like, how is this even illegal in the first place? You know, it's very safe. It's, you know, like. Like safety, it's it's very very safe. Um, The potential benefits is like numerous, um, physical healing, mental healing, and we're seeing right now all this money starting to be invested into like psychedelic mushroom companies Uh and like stuff that's coming on online. So, um, I I think it's important for someone like you to share your experience because yeah, you know a lot of people are looking or or curious or like look to you to see like you're doing everything like different like you know against the grain like Mm -hmm. hey like. 48-year-old should not be on the cover of a magazine. Well, screw that. I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? It's like all these things have been told, hey, you shouldn't do this. A woman should not do this. Or Mm -hmm. if you're good, you know, this is bad. It's like, wait a minute, let's have like an like an objective sort of reality here. Let's like look at it and like really see like what are what is this
1: really all about. So, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, they get their spirituality. Um, they have their faith from religion. And I think it's amazing if that's where somebody's getting it. Some people can get there through meditation. Um, some people get it through their yoga practice. Some people can get it from personal development going deep. But for me, this is a fast track. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I think my ego was too strong to fully see it without plant medicine. Plant medicine has a way of getting in you and breaking down all of that, <laughs> opening up that veil. So I don't think everybody has to do it or should, but if it's speaking to you or you're curious, yeah. I mean, definitely. And like you and I both are huge fans of Rhythmia because it's, it's a legalized play. It's legal to do it there. By the way, there's doctors, there's, they check, they're so thorough there. They, you have a whole physical when you get there before you're even allowed to do it. Um, it's safe. It's comfortable, comfortable, the whole thing. And just the healing stories I've seen one after the next. It's incredible. Not just with your own personal life. I mean, it just with, with health. I mean, yeah. it is what it's done for people. It's reverse cancer. It's, it's incredible the the medical benefits behind it.
0: Yeah. Like the potential, it doesn't, doesn't yes. do that for everyone, but like, no. cause I think, I think a lot of the issues we have are emotion based, you know, whether it's physical ailments, whether it's, whatever it is, I think it's rooted in some emotional issues that are, that are not taken care of. And over time they manifest into sort of uh, physical ailments. Um, And one other interesting thing that you brought up to me, I totally forgot about was what that girl had that vision. So sometimes you'll have visions of the future. Sometimes you'll have visions of past lives. So it it can get pretty weird and interesting and like, uh, I think they all serve purpose. Like I've had some incredible experiences. Yeah. If you listen to my YouTube channel or even those listening, you know, me sharing all these crazy experiences, but tell, tell a little about that girl that shared and then we all. Yeah, and I, don't bre-
1: I don't know her name and I wouldn't say it anyway, cause I don't want to break anyone's confidence on this, but we, we were usually when you do um, plant medicine, there's an, inter- at a good center, there would be an integration after you always want to integrate after, because it's, it's kind of like when you have a crazy dream, you want to like process it after. That's what it, it reminds me of. Like you, you want to be able to talk it out and process it after. So at Rhythmia, they do uh, integrations after each day. And I think they're really important. Um, but our last day of integration, we were both there. Um, we had had a whole week of doing this. And a girl stood up and said, I'm nervous to come to the front of the room, um, but I feel that I have to share this and warn you guys. I've been given the gift of prophecy. And we all kind of looked at each other like, okay, she, she's a little cuckoo. <laughs> I mean, that's what i was thinking, so and I was thinking she too. said um she said um i to warn you that there's civil war coming to the united states and canada now this is before quarantine this is before the riots and the protests this is before any of that we thought she was crazy and she was literally right like she was given that gift because like, you're you do see so much when you do plant when you do ayahuasca
0: yeah, yeah, so that, that was insane. And that was probably the day that I met you because we hadn't really talked much all week. Yeah. Like, I try to talk to everyone. Like we'd said hi a couple of times mm-hmm. and then we realized we both know Alex. So we had a mutual friend mm-hmm. and then we just got to chatting. And next thing you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I want to interview my podcast. She yeah. told me her story. And at the time you had a bicep. How's the bicep doing?
1: Oh my gosh, finally. It's 15 weeks post-surgery. So it's reattached and yeah. that I Ready had to go. Cra- to Costa Rica curls. was crazy for me for so many reasons. That's where I also tore my bicep. Um, but wow yeah I can't I mean I can't wait to go back to Rhythmia I want to go there and now that I've done it at Rhythmia I don't know that I would do it anyplace else like at least Ayahuasca I think I would want to go there
0: it's for me it's probably the best week of my life every time I go there because it's just so, so powerful and the experiences are very deep but what I love the most about it is you see like a hundred strangers come and when they get off that bus the first time now I know because I, I look and mm-hmm. everyone looks beat up yeah like bags in their eyes, depressed, uh, just like, you know, except people who've been there before and are returning, they know they're just like, yeah, I can't wait yeah. to get this started. But by the end of the week, it's like, everyone becomes friendly. Everyone's like talking to each other. Everyone's changing. People seem to look different. Connected. Because like you remember
1: Connected. connection and love. That's the yeah. big thing. And I think that that's exactly because really, I believe we're all here. Having a human experience, but we're not—we, our souls are everlasting. I mean, I, I believe that, and I believe it even stronger now that I've done plant medicine. I can see it, and I also believe now we are all meant to love and be connected. So, that comes up super strong for me every time. And um, it's—you know—we were joking before we started recording that, gosh, we wouldn't have a civil war if everyone would do ayahuasca. <laughs> we wouldn't. <laughs>
0: wouldn't happen yeah that should be part of the 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 new rehabilitation process or something it's like plant medicine and um you know so i hope that you know there's enough ayahuasca for seven billion people and and um or those who want it um i'll rephrase that um but i think it's it's a tool that's available and like you mentioned like some people it's meditation some people it's personal development personally all those things you mentioned i use all of them i try to like be as well-rounded as possible because I know ayahuasca by itself is not the answer. Correct. You know, because if you just did ayahuasca without all the other tools you had, it wouldn't have the same effect. You know, for some people they need it to break out of their reality, Mm -hmm. but I find people that have other practices and work it all, like Mm -hmm. it it multiplies. It's like a multiplier.
1: So for me, I don't know about you, but it helps me now that I've had ayahuasca experiences, I can get deeper in breath work. I can go deeper in, meditation, I can go deeper in yoga, all of it helps me recognize where I want to get to.
0: And I bet you any money that all those practices also help you get deeper into the ayahuasca. Probably. You know, just like the the deeper. So I think it's the more connected you are with all these practices, the deeper everything gets, the more awareness you have. True. Um, And I tell people it's like, don't idolize any one thing as like the answer mm-hmm. the answer is is inside of you. It's in you and that's what we're trying to get more awareness towards who we really are and totally. all of these things the good the bad the depression you had the second sort of business sort of that's more awareness you're just finding out like who is natalie and yeah. I, it happens to me all the time like every few years it's like i fall down in a different way and it's like okay time it's to learn true. about myself again yeah. you know it's
1: so funny too because you had asked me originally before we started recording, you said, do you, are you open to sharing about plant medicine? And my, initially my ego is like, no, I can't, you know, people will judge. But the reason I do, and I'm open and I won't ever lie about it is because there's a lot of people doing it that are not sharing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people doing it that are not sharing. And I don't feel right not sharing it because it Mm -hmm. is something that could be so helpful to so many people. So for me to, if I'm not going to share it, what hope do we have? Because if, it's very rare that you'll see somebody that you consider normal talking about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the key too. It's, it's, it's potentially can be for every person, like mm-hmm. no matter what color your skin is, how much money you have, what you do for a living, it can, I think can benefit anybody if, you know, they feel called to it. So yes. um, I thank you for sharing openly yeah. and, uh, you know, pushing past that boundary a little bit. Um, I guess from here, you know, we've, we've been on for 40 minutes. we got a lot of Amazing information, stories. I guess. I guess the last question before telling people uh, where they can reach you is like, what, What's next for you? Like, what are you super passionate about right now? Like, what are you like really focusing yeah. your energy towards?
1: You know what's so funny? This is gonna sound bizarre. Maybe it won't sound bizarre to you, but I spent my whole life chasing like the next and X and X. I don't feel like I need to chase anymore. I'm actually happy and present. And I'm want more of that. (laughs) So that sounds, that might sound bizarre to people, but that, you know, some people are scared to do personal development or plant medicine because they're like, I don't want to lose my drive. And I would have said that too.
0: I hear that all the time,
1: but it's not, it's different. I'm, I have more success, more connection, more happiness, more income, more, all of that being less focused on chasing. Now,
0: most people don't realize that success is another form of addiction that creates unhappiness because you're so focused on that because you think it's going to give you happiness the more you get, but that's infinite. Uh -uh. So you just want more and more and more. So it's like, you're always like got a carrot dangling over your head where it's like, it's just right there. It's gone
1: for me. And that hasn't, and I would have been scared to say that before, but my drive is not gone. It's just changed. So what does that look
0: like? Yeah. What does that look like? It looks
1: great. Like I I don't, my days are not crazy busy anymore, ever. Like I say yes to things I want to say yes to. It's not based on you know, who's gonna hear it or who's, I don't do that. I just, what do I wanna say yes to? Who do I wanna serve and help? What feels good to me? That's how I base my day now. And I feel really good. And what that's allowed is it's allowed me to go deeper and be more present on the important things. Mm. It really has. And it lets me get back to really being with the client, being with the customer. Like I just go deeper with things and I have better perspective because I've slowed down. Uh, so when you course. say what's next, I don't know. I'm just enjoying things right now. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I have a few things I'm working on, but I'm going with the flow right now and it feels really good.
0: Uh, I love it. What's, what's next is right now. That's it. Yeah awesome okay so if people do want to contact you or or find you where where do they find you
1: uh so my website's nataliejillfitness.com or nataliejill.com will take you there too my social media is nataliejillfit um i'm a big presence on uh instagram and facebook i'm there a lot and then i have a podcast called leveling up
0: awesome in the self-help
1: category awesome
0: and and the process you talked about that um the vision board or yeah. what, do you, what, do you call, what do you call it? Do you have a name so for I, it?
1: Well, I have a method. It's just the aging and reverse method. And it's really, it's intertwined in all my books and through all my programs, whether you're a coaching, a private coaching client of mine, or you come to one of my VIP weekends, or you just pick up one of my books at the bookstore. The method is weaved throughout all of that, where it's the same process, where I take you through creating a vision, making a decision, uh, figuring out your, what's called, I call DCM, your driving core motivator. And then we always touch on uh, plate and weight plate is what you're eating because nutrition is a huge part of what I do too. And then how you move your body. So all of it. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for spending time here today thank chatting. You. I always love our conversations. They're great. Yeah. Um, please say hello to Brooks for me. Tell I will. Him to say what's up and hopefully, um, I can get down to California sooner I than know. later. Um,
1: Otherwise we'll see each other in Costa Rica again, I'm sure. Costa
0: Rica. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping to be there in July, but again, amazing. Every, everything's up in the air. There's no flights right now. The, the country's have oh, yeah. been open. So um, yeah, hopefully we do see you I there and uh, keep up the great work. Keep inspiring. Keep doing what you do, um, being authentic and transparent. I think that's one of your superpowers. So thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks. G-